0: Hey Startup Nation and welcome to the third episode of this special presentation of the Startup Life Podcast for International Podcast Day. So I want to talk about really quick before we get into the next episode, I want to talk about a third reason why I love podcasts. The thing is, is like you get to play around with so many different formats for your show, so many different structures for your show. And I always stress to my mentees and podcasting that don't be afraid to try new things. One of the things and you probably remember this automation a while back, we had an episode where we changed the, uh, the, the mid-roll music. Cause Dominic thought he could make a, a nice beat and it went terribly wrong. But the thing is, I'll never take that episode down because I wanted it to be a reminder to never be afraid to try new things. So that's what brings me to this next episode. Cause you know, a while back, we did something really special with our good friend of the show, Steve Sanders. And we had our very first takeover episode where we bring in a content expert on a particular subject and we let them literally take over the show. So, for this episode, we bring in Vix Faith more because insurance and insuring your business and things in your personal life, Startup Nation, are so valuable. So, we brought in Vix Kias to do exactly that. So, let me shut up and let's get to Vix Kias. Let's go. Imagine business is going great. Employee morale is at
1: an all-time high, and you're getting ready to add a second location. However, are you protected when revenues start to go south? What about if an employee slips and falls at the work site? Even worse, what if they use the company vehicle and critically hurt someone? Do you have protection in place when something bad goes wrong? Many times in business, we assume the positive, but never consider when things that might go wrong. Not having your company protected may take a once promising business and turn it into one that will have to unceremoniously close its doors. My name is Vixkia's Faith Moore, and I'm taking over for Dominic today. Welcome to The Startup Life. Let's begin.
0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. happy cigarette stone <laughs> oh is you crazy mother Hey, Startup Nation. Do you enjoy the startup life? Now you can let the world know with gear from the show. Choose from the labor yourself, make your own luck, and making money T-shirts to tell your story of your path of entrepreneurship. Click the link in the show notes to purchase.
1: Today, I'm going to be talking about how to protect your business with insurance. Um, so if you guys are ready, let's take flight. All right. So the first topic today uh, that we're going to uh, start off talking about is um, what type of business you have, be it an LLC, sole proprietorship, corporation. We're gonna kinda go over that a little bit and make sure you understand what the differences are. Um, Not only that, make sure you understand where your personal <laughs> kind of meets your business. So for an LLC, which is a limited liability corporation, that's uh, something which you can have a separate entity for your business, will not touch your personal, and so if somebody sues you or if something happens or takes place, your business will suffer and not you. Um, corporation, same type of setup on a larger scale. Um, and again they would sue the company and not you. (laughs) Of course you're tied to it but of course your business won't be uh, your business will be touched but your personal won't but many of us as business owners are sole proprietors and if you have a sole proprietorship that means if they uh, sue your company guess who they're also suing you. So let's talk about ways that we can prevent that from happening because the average person is not doing that with their business. Um, so say, for instance, you're driving your company vehicle and you have state minimum limits. We're in the state of Tennessee, so here in the state of Tennessee, the state minimum limits for liability insurance is 25000 50000 and 15000 So let me do a little bigger breakdown of that. $25, 000, Uh, and the $50,000 is for bodily injury, which means that first $25,000 is $25,000 per person, $50,000 per accident, and then the $15,000 is for property damage. So if you're driving your company vehicle and you just have state minimum limits on it, uh, on that particular vehicle, and you hit a Mercedes, and it's a super bad accident, um, let's just take this into perspective. You only have up to $50,000 total for the bodily injury. And if you hit a Mercedes Benz, you only have $15,000 for the property damage, which means if that accident is more than that $15,000, that person has the opportunity to sue you. If they have to file additional insurance claim with their insurance company, their insurance company can come after you. So that means that not only is your business, they're coming for your business, they're also coming for your personal as well. That means whatever assets that you have, you just got the brand new Jaguar, or you just got a brand new home, all of those assets are open uh, to being to being going to for a customer to go after or a person to go after if you're at li- liability because if <laughs> that leaves that open they got they got to get there they have to recoup their benefits. Um, so we always we try to uh, where I work, we try to encourage our customers to get higher than the state minimum limits on your personal and on your business. As a matter of fact, we try to start off with at least 100,000, 300,000, 100,000 on those liability coverages uh, just to get uh, customers started, uh, especially for our commercial customers. Because we want to make sure that they are protected because again, if you are in a bad accident, they're coming after your business. Um, So we try to make sure our customers are aware and they do have those higher limits. Um, so that's one thing that you also want to you want to make sure that you have. But you also want to make sure you have it on the personal side, too, because also if you're a sole proprietor and you don't have that corporation or LLC protecting you, you are also going to be open <laughs> to a liability towards your business if you're in your personal vehicle and the same thing takes place and occurs. So not only do we encourage our customers to look at uh, upping their coverages but also making sure they have an excess liability policy as well um, and that excess liability policy is called a personal liability umbrella policy. Um, that gives you an additional at least an additional million dollars worth of coverage in case something happens in that, in that uh, respect. So understand if the majority of us are sole proprietors, with us being sole proprietors we want to make sure that we have enough coverage and a love protection so that if in the event someone sues us, we're covered. So that's my uh, topic one uh, on LLCs and sole proprietorships. All right, so the next topic that I'm going to discuss is general liability insurance. General liability insurance or commercial liability insurance protects your business in the event that your business is sued uh, for negligence or you're liable for something. Let me give you an example. You're a beautician. You're uh, perming someone's hair or coloring someone's hair and all of a sudden their hair starts coming out because the product was defective or whatever you were using was there was too sensitive for their scalp. There's no um, liability waiver that you've signed with your customers or that your customers have signed with you so guess what they have the opportunity to sue you and to take this to court now again the majority of us are sole proprietors so if you have this million dollars worth of coverage you have coverage that protects you in the event that this happens so if that happens and that takes place and You know, your customer has that. You have that to fall back on. And if they file a claim, they could recoup the benefits that they would get covering their, their losses, what have you. Additionally, with the general liability insurance, there's also a clause in there if uh, someone uh, commits libel against your business. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of uh, policies are pretty comprehensive and if you don't have anyone to break those those different uh, topics down or those different points in your policy down for you, then you kind of lost, <laughs> so you don't know what you have. But uh, they do have that as well. So if a company or somebody is suing your business, um, falsely accusing you of what have you, you have that protection in there to cover your legal expenses in that situation um, as well. So I like to like to kind of put a couple of examples out there so you guys can kind of have. Uh, an idea of what the things that could go wrong when you have a business. I use the beauty shop for an example. Um, say you're a contractor uh, and you mess up someone's uh, building or you mess up someone's home greatly or gravely and they want to sue. You don't have that million dollars worth of coverage or million dollars or above worth of coverage that they have for general liability. Some, of, some policies start at 500,000, so let me, let me back up. They can start as little as 500,000 and go up, but it's always wise to have more coverage. It's a little bit of nothing, especially if you have a business, uh, if you're working from the home and doesn't, don't have a brick and mortar business. Um, so typically it's not as expensive as it would be for you having it because you have to cover your building and that sort of thing. But if you're building on someone's home and they get hurt as a result of um, of you leaving some materials laying around, you could have um, a piece of plywood laying around and someone trips and falls and hit their head, or you can have some nails that you You just left... Out or your crew left out and they step on a rusty nail or something, those are different things that you have to think about when you're in business. If you have a food establishment and someone gets food poisoning, uh, <laughs> that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. Um, if someone gets food poisoning and they decide to to, to to sue your business, not only that, let's think about a class action suit because if you if a lot of people have been poisoned by the food <laughs> from your establishment that you're serving because you're serving bad. Uh, you let food out and they're spoiled and you're refrying it or deep frying it or doing whatever and selling it and the customers are getting sick, that could possibly be a class, lo- class action lawsuit. Not only that, let's think about this, a, a situation that hits a little close to home for me. My uh, son plays football and recently in December there was a bus company um, that the kids were in an accident. Really, really bad accident. Um, and it was quite a few kids on this bus. One of the one of the young men on the bus actually passed. and they're dealing with the class action lawsuit because it was a number of them. Their, their parents, the kids. A lot of the kids are just now getting back on their feet from that accident. Um, and so you have to be careful and protecting your business. And if you don't have enough insurance to cover it, the business can fold. Now I'm not sure what that company's insurance situation was, but that's a really, really big one. That's a really, really big incident and a, a really, really big uh, situation that can happen and take place, especially if you have a transportation company like that. So we all always want to make sure that Uh, That protection is out there and that you have enough uh, protection. Um, I mentioned contractors er earlier. A lot of companies actually require, uh, in order for contractors to work with their business and partnerships, they actually require them to have a certain amount of limits uh, for liability insurance and they also require that they have the insurance on the vehicles that they use for their business. They also require that they have workers comp, uh, which is another big one because if you have employees working for you you (laughs) Um, and they hurt themselves or they get sick, you want to also make sure that you have that protection as well because, again, that's a liability that you open yourself up to. Um, So um, a lot of uh, contracts here with the city and the state that you may have, uh, with apartment complexes if you're a contractor, nine times out of ten they're going to require you to have it and you won't be able to get paid unless you have that proof of insurance on file with that particular company. Um, so it's always good to look into that, and like I said again, it can be inexpensive, especially if you're working from home, or if you're a tenant and you you don't you're not responsible for the uh, building itself, uh, but you're just renting the building out. Um, those policies can tend to be a little less expensive, and I mean, to be honest. A lot of businesses are looking at their funds, what they have going out, what they have coming in. And I think it's more important to have the insurance coverage than to not have it because in the event that you don't, because you're saving a couple of dollars, you're going to have a bigger, bigger liability on your hands. So that is uh, just something that we want to make sure that you guys understand. Um, and, and make sure that you, when you're looking at this and you're re, reevaluating what you have business-wise, it's always good to make sure that you understand this is something that's super important to have on the front end, not on the back end, not when you feel like there's gonna be a claim filed against you. It's very important to have it on the front end. All right, so we're gonna take a little break, um, but when we come back, we're gonna speak on um, the personal side of insurance as it relates to your business. Once again, this is VixKia's Faith Moore standing in for Dominic today, and you're listening to the Startup Life Podcast powered by the Binge Podcast Network.
0: business owner the startup life reach is growing wouldn't you like your business to grow with it reach out to us to advertise on the startup life you can reach us at 901-857-4818 or you can email me at dominic at askalsolutions.com i mean don't get me wrong like this is a great music to have break on but wouldn't this break sound a lot better with the same music but your business being advertised on it
1: welcome back to the startup life podcast um We're going to get right back into it. Right now, we are going to uh, discuss disability insurance. So a lot of us have businesses, and we're working our businesses every day. We're going back and forth. We're being successful. We're making those sales. We're meeting those goals. But the big important thing is what happens when you're sick, especially if you're the only one working, or you may have just some part-time employees, or you're not in a position to hire employees to work for you. I've heard so many stories. I've heard a story uh, of a lady who uh, lived in Los, uh, not Los Angeles, but St. Louis, um, that had a business where she made dresses. That's what she did. She did sewing and she made dresses. She had to stop because she got diagnosed with cancer, but it was nothing that she could do because her business had to stop because she was sick. She was going back and forth to chemo. She couldn't make dresses. So she had to uh, miss out on income that she would normally get as a result of it, got behind on some bills, had to play catch up. Once she came into, came out of, uh, uh, or went into remission from cancer, she was able to start back up once she felt up to it. But at that point, things had already taken a turn for the worse. She uh, had to kind of work it out with her car. Um, She got behind on her mortgage. So many different things can happen. So if you are the only one taking care of your business and whether you have a spouse or you have kids or if it's just you and you have a house, you have a car note, you have other bills that take place, um, your light bill or whatever that may may come up uh, uh, come before you, if you have those things that take place and, and that's going to keep going because you have taken sick or taken ill or hurt yourself to where you can't go back and forth to work, that's not going to stop your bills from coming and nine times out of ten, those bill collectors are not going to Understand your situation. So, with that being said, we normally talk to customers about getting disability insurance. So, you have short-term disability, you have long-term disability. Some customers have disability in the event that you have cancer. Some customers have, uh, or some companies have. uh, disability policies that cover you and pay you daily for being in the hospital. Um, there are so many different forms of disability insurance that's out there, but it's extremely important for you to get disability insurance, because if you don't, and for whatever reason, you have to temporarily close your doors, or you can't make orders, or you can't go to work because you've broken your leg, or uh, you take an ill, uh, and the doctor says, hey, you can't go to work at this point, what are you going to do so it's 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 simpler to just pay for disability plan or disability insurance plan, Um, and sometimes we have short-term situations where we might have been in a car accident we broke a leg or broke an arm or you may have been playing with your kids and something happened or took place, Um, and in those situations there's a short-term disability policy that's out there, and and most companies, um, after 30 days of you being disabled, you would be able to recoup a certain amount of money monthly to help take care of your bills and to make sure. That you were covered. Now, some businesses actually take a paycheck from uh, their jobs instead of um, doing it as a. Um Doing it, doing the taxes on the back end. Some actually go ahead and allow uh, their business to pay them a paycheck uh, every month or every two weeks or however your business is paid. Um, and so, if that's the case and you may have another check or what have you coming through, you want to be able to still pay your bills at the event something comes up. So paying uh, for a disability policy once a month that will cover you in the event that you have to take off work for a short period of time or a long period of time and the other benefits of the different policies that would be helpful for you if you were able to do it. And so I always recommend if you are a business owner and you don't have disability insurance at all, you may want to look into that um, and call your insurance agent. Um, one other policy that I want to mention that we have and some other companies may have or they may have it embedded into their disability um, income, or short-term disability income policies. It's called a hospital income policy. This policy, and as I mentioned before, pays you daily for being in the hospital. So if you have to be in the hospital for a certain amount of days, it pays up to a certain amount each day that you're in the hospital. If you have to have outpatient surgery, it would pay you for that. So sometimes we have co-pays, if we do have health insurance, we have co-pays that we have to pay. Um, and so that will help you pay your co-pays or that will help you take care of any other expenses that you may have that you incurred while you were in the hospital. So that's a, another type of policy that you may want to look into. So last, I do want to talk about something that's super, super important and that is life insurance. Um, a lot of us um, do not have life insurance plans put in place at all. As a business owner, it's super important to have it, especially if you Have this business that you're building, not just so you can say I'm my own boss or I'm in business for myself, but you have this business so you can leave a legacy for your family. So why not have a life insurance policy to do the same thing? Um, with life insurance, if you have business expenses that you incur on a regular basis that you leave behind for the kids, you want to make sure that they're able to take care of those things. Not just taking care of those things, but I've seen situations where families couldn't take care of the personal side of things, uh, in the event that they lose a family member. So they'd have to sell things, uh, sell the business or, uh, sell, you know, some of the items that are used to, to conduct their business on a regular basis. So with that being said. If you have a life insurance policy in place, um, not just to help out with those things, but also to replace the income that you have coming into your household. I think it's very wise to make sure that you do it. What's uh, normally recommended is that you do at least 10 times worth uh, your income, whatever your gross salary is yearly, so that that income can stay into the household. It's said that it takes families two years to recoup from a death or loss of a family member. So with that being said, we we don't want our families to have to worry about having to come up with money for uh, the house note or having to take care of the car note at this point or having to take care of different bills because they already have to worry about you not being present. So now they also have to worry about bills. So why not have an insurance plan in place to cover those things in the event? that you have a loss or that you're no longer here to make sure that your family is taken care of and and so with your business you need it to keep that business going afloat Um, and then uh, again uh, if you can't keep the or not even with the business staying afloat but also to making sure that your household is still taking care of in the event that something happens and that there is a loss. Um, life insurance also can be used as a retirement plan. Of course, we have, uh, uh, different, uh, people who are in business understand the importance of having a retirement set up, so they do set up mutual funds and those sorts of things to kind of get, get that going, and that will probably be another topic for another time, but, um. I uh, encourage getting a whole life plan. Um, and we talk about whole life insurance, because and a lot of people say, well, whole life insurance is super expensive, but the way that you can u- utilize whole life insurance and you can use it as a form of retirement, you can also use it to help with capital for business. A lot of people don't realize if you have a whole life or universal life policy, uh, you have uh, dividends uh, in a whole life policy that you wouldn't have in a term policy, which I guess let me define. Find the difference in the two uh, <laughs> term insurance is just a straight death benefit. You have a certain amount of years that you pay a minimal amount for a greater amount of insurance. I'll use myself for an example. I currently have a $500,000 policy. I may pay like $40 a month for that $500,000 policy on myself. I have more life insurance, but I just wanted to use that as an example. (laughs) Um, And so it's a minimal amount of money for $500,000 worth of coverage. So if something happens to me, um, and my boys are still here, and I have two, They'll be okay. They'll be able to take care of college uh, if they need to take care of college or if they want capital to start a business. But that's only in the event that I die. (laughs) Straight death benefit. That's it. Um, And some companies have uh, 5-year term, 10-year terms, 20-year terms, 30, uh, 35-year terms. That's the most that I've seen um, that a lot of companies have, And and you utilize it to help out with those things. And so when I talk about getting 10 times worth your income, you can get 10 times worth your income out of a term policy, not spend a whole, whole lot of money. in that that respect, and your family will be just fine. They would still be able to take care of the house note and still be able to take care of whatever bills that you may have. Um, Term policies are very flexible policies. Um, You can... make changes to them, if you want to do a change of plan and lower the amount of coverage that you have uh, because you don't have those same responsibilities that you had previously. Um, if you want to increase your benefit, you may want to start off with a lower death benefit and then later on down the line say, hey, look, let me increase it. Um, if you get married, if you have kids, you can add them on to that policy. Um, you can take away from the policy. However you want to to slice it up, you can make many changes with the term policy. It's a very flexible policy so you can always uh, add and take away from. Um, whole life policy or whole life insurance. Whole life insurance has cash benefits. So uh, by cash benefits, I mean they take a portion of the money that you pay monthly and they invest it in some low risk accounts um, with, uh, in the stock market. You get that back in the form of dividends in the policy, but then each year you accrue what they call cash value as well. So the dividends, those that's money that you can pull out of a policy and not have to pay uh, the money back at all. It's your money, we're not gonna question you, why you? Why do you need this money? No, you pull it out, say, hey, I got $1,000 worth of dividends, I have a business expense I have to take care of, or I have a personal matter that I gotta take care of. We're not gonna question it, you just say, hey, come. I need to get $1,000 out of my policy, you take the $1,000 out, no harm, no file. you still have your death benefit and it's still intact, whether it be 100,000, 50,000, whatever you have in that whole life policy, um, and you haven't, you sit set there intact and it won't it won't matter either way however if you take from the cash value so the cash value is uh, a different portion of it and that's where you can borrow against your policy so in those situations and I and I've had customers borrow against the policy for different things I have a customer that's going to school and she has to pay a portion of her tuition so each year she borrows against that money whatever her portion of her tuition is she borrows against it she has it she's able to do it and she pays it back. She works, so she just pays that money back. But it's money that she can go ahead and she don't have to worry about uh, not being able to take class or being dropped from a class because she's able to help pay that tuition. Um, so you can borrow against the money. You are encouraged to pay it back. You are not required to pay it back because it's your money. It's your policy. Um, however, if you do not pay the money back, one there's interest that accrues on it, and they there are different interest rates depending on what company that you go to to um, to have a life policy out of. It can be anywhere from five to eight to ten percent, just kind of depending on the terms of the company. If you're not paying that back. Um, Some people just pay the interest each year on the loan, and that's fine. They'll take care of your interest, but it's going to increase every year. So we encourage customers to pay it because you don't want to lose the value in your whole life policy because that's a policy that gains cash value. If you do not pay that back, no worries. If something happens to you and that loan is not paid off, they will deduct that amount from your final death benefit. So, again, it's encouraged (laughs) that you pay that money back. And then you have a universal life policy, which is a little bit little bit more, kind of like the best of both worlds. Um, the universal life policy lasts for a certain period of time. Um, it is set in stone. Uh, you can make some changes to the universal life policy. However, you can um, take a partial withdrawal from it, which will deduct from your death benefit automatically. Uh, you can take a loan out against it. Um, and whole life policies and universal life policies, you are, um, Cannot make any changes as far as what you're paying in premium and that sort of thing Whereas in the term policy you can add a spouse you can add whomever to that policy So those are kind of the differences in the three policies if you are Uh, In business, a lot of people may have a universal life policy out there so if they do need to take a partial withdrawal or they do need to borrow against it, that money or the interest in the universal policy accrues uh, at a lot higher rate than a regular whole life policy. Um, The other thing with the whole life policy which I normally recommend for business owners, business owners, I recommend them getting what they call a short uh, pay whole life policy. Short pay whole life policies accrue at a higher, kind of, kind of, a more rapid interest rate because you're paying a little bit more towards the policy in a short period of time. At um, my company, we have a 10 pay. We have a 15-pay and we have a 20-pay. That means you pay on the policy for that amount of time. So 10 years, 15 years, or 20 years is what you pay to, for for your life insurance policy. And there are different amounts that they start off with, but I think for as little as $50,000, uh, you can start a 20-pay, where you pay on it for 20 years and it's paid off. You still get the cash benefits, you still get the dividends, but it's paid for in that period of time and you don't have to worry about premium. Whereas if you get a regular whole life policy, Um, That regular whole life policy, you're paying that amount for life. (laughs) We encourage people to get something to pay for because uh, after a while, the term policies, as I said uh, before, you can make changes and you can um, um, uh, alter them at any time. But with the term policies, as you get older, because all of life insurance is age driven. So if you've had a policy for 30 years, if you had a 30-year term policy, for instance, and you're 35, Uh, 30 years you'll be uh, let me see 65 I'm trying to do my math in my head (laughs) 65 Um, at that point in time that term policy is going to jump up to however old you are which is 65 so we normally start to talk to customers about reducing some of those coverages as you get older and it's more wise to go into a whole life policy than it would be um, a term policy at that point because you might as well get those cash benefits. You're going to pay a little bit more, Not probably not as much as you're paying for the term at that point in time, at that age, but you are going to pay a little bit more for a whole life, but you have those cash benefits. I have customers that use their uh, life policies just to travel. Um, I have one customer, he's older guy, he goes overseas. Twice a year, he has enough dividends in his policy that he's built up to where he just goes and travels. Well, I went to Italy last uh, last summer. Uh, in the winter, I'm going to France. It's just so many different things that you can do with the whole life policy. You use it for retirement, as I stated before. This guy is good and retired, and he travels twice a year to a different place to explore. So you may decide that hey, I want to travel when I when I am done with my business and I give it leave it to the kids or whatever I want. To do you may want to take that that trip <laughs> that you've always wanted to take to Italy or you may want to take that trip to New Zealand or you may want to go to Asia you may want to just see the world and that's your retirement plan and you can do that if you have a whole life policy and plan in place last little thing that I want to mention about life insurance and this is important and this is for anybody you don't have to be a business owner a lot of people do not get life insurance on their children. It's super important to do that with everything that's going on in the world. Uh, Kids getting, I heard a a seven-year-old child got shot at a jamboree in St. Louis last night. Um, It's so many different situations that take place and happen, and I want to make it my personal goal that everybody that knows me knows that, hey, I sell life insurance and you need to get it, not just for yourself, but for your children things that we don't think about in that sense. And again, that's my job here to think about the things that you you don't want to think about or the things that you normally don't think about. Um, If something were to happen to one of my boys, I have life insurance on both of them, I'm not going to work. I'm sorry, they give you three days worth of bereavement if you're a business owner. um, You can take the time that you need, but if you're only working for yourself and you don't have things built up to where you need them to be, what are you going to do? How are your bills going to get paid? I'm not going back to work after three days of bereavement. I'm just not. (laughs) But your bills are not going to stop coming. So with that being said, not only to bury your children and make sure that they have, you know, their final resting place and that sort of thing, but you also want to make sure that, hey, it's going to take me a little minute to get, get back on my feet. So I just had the wind knocked out of me. So just imagine You're not having your child anymore, and you don't want to do anything at that point. Because I know I would be totally and completely devastated if something happens to one of my boys. So I know how any parent would feel, but a lot of people don't realize that it doesn't take a whole lot of money to get life insurance on your kids, especially if they don't have any major health problems or anything um, going on. Um, If they have something minor, it's always good to definitely have it because sometimes if they have minor issues later on in life, they become major issues. Um, so we normally encourage parents <clears throat> to get a life insurance policy or grandparents to get a life insurance policy on their kids or their grandkids because if you get it while they're healthy and they're young now, they'll have that policy, especially if you get a whole life policy on them, you'll, they'll have that policy for life um, and they can do things with it later on. They can use it for retirement. That could be something that they use later on and, oh, that's something that my mom or my grandmom or my mom, my dad or my granddad thought enough of me to say, hey, look, I enough enough about your life, I care enough about you to get this policy uh, for you, not just in the event that they die, but it's so much more that can happen. Um, and a lot of um, policies or a lot of whole life policies out there or policies that are written on children, they have a uh, an endorsement on the policy called Um, guaranteed insurability option which means up to a certain amount and you can select that amount based off of the amount that you already have on the child that they can get additional life insurance without having to have um, without having to have any additional underwriting done they can just come in and say hey look I want to get this additional twenty-five thousand-dollar whole life policy, or additional fifty thousand, or additional one hundred thousand, or what have you, on myself. So I would like to get this policy started. And we can get it started for them, or you can get an additional policy started for them, and it's good for them to have it because, again, later on, when things take place and things happen, or life happens where you may become ill or, you know, it's too late and and someone has passed, um, you want to make sure you have that in place. Um, One one last story about life insurance. I have a customer um, that... um, I talked to her, I was talking to her, hey, you need to come in and get life insurance. I need you to come in and get life insurance. I have it on my job. That's something that I hear so often. But you never know what'll happen Uh, with your job in the event that you become ill or you become sick. And the business owners especially, uh, if you don't have a life plan uh, for your company or on your job that you offer to your customers, or if you being a key employee or uh, the business owner, if you don't have a life policy in place on yourself, um, if something happens and you're no longer working at that company, understand if you have a regular job or if you have a job in a business and you're not working at that company, That life insurance plan is not going with you. That is the company's life insurance policy, period. The company's life insurance policy. It's not going with you. So this young lady had to leave her job. She had to leave her job, um, and she had congestive heart failure. So at this point, we look at health as well, because <laughs> I keep saying if you're healthy, we look at health as well when you have life insurance. And so with us looking at your health situation, there are certain things my underwriting department at my company will say, you know what, we're not gonna be able to do that. She's on a heart transplant plant list. I cannot insure you. And it hurt my heart to say that to her, whereas just a year or so ago, or two, two, two years ago, when I started talking to her about coming in and just getting a, a small supplemental policy, you know, something on her, so she can have, she refused. Think about that. Anything can happen. Life comes at you fast, and there's no way that you're gonna be able to, um, to to make that change once that once that situation comes into your life. It's nothing that you're going to be able to do about it at that point. So I had to tell her that I couldn't. And I called my underwriting department and explained the situation. They were like, yeah, no, we're not going to be able to do it. Uh, so think about it. While you're healthy, while you're young, while you're able, go ahead and do it. And sometimes if you're super healthy, it's nothing it's what you probably would spend at mcdonald's to eat you know to get life insurance it's very very important so not just my business owners out there if you're interested in going into business or you're just working a regular job and you just enjoy listening to the podcast, i want to make sure that you understand it's extremely important to have life insurance on yourself and on your family so here's my final take startup nation you're getting ready to start a business or you're already in business you don't have those tools all of your tools if you do not have insurance period if you don't have enough coverage if you don't have coverage at all and you say i'm going into business when you're writing out your business plan when you're thinking about what it's going to cost to to get this started or get that started or get this building or to get these products, also make sure you include in your plan insurance. And not just liability insurance for your business, but make sure that your insurance limits are not 25, 50, 15 or whatever the minimum limits is in your state. Um, make sure that you have excess liability coverage so that in case something drastic happens, you're covered. Make sure that your um, that your business uh, policy is intact, um, and that you have I say at least a, a million dollars worth of coverage on the business liability side. Make sure that you're looking at. Um, disability insurance and making sure that you have that in place in the event that something happens to you where you are unable to work and you have to take disability at that point for a short period of time or a long period of time. And then also make sure that it's important that you have a life insurance plan in place because if you don't have these things in place for your business and you don't include that in your plan, why are you in business? Okay, I would like to thank the Startup Nation and Dominic for having me on the show today and taking over. I hope what I what I share with you today um, can be of value to you. I hope that you guys are thinking about those things that, that I mentioned in the podcast today and hopefully I can come back and take over the show real soon. All right, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thanks, Startup Nation.
0: If you want to let us know what you think about the show, have an idea for a show topic or like to advertise on our show, please send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is here in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or whatever your favorite platform to get your podcast on. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. Also, don't forget to sign up for the Startup Life All Access Pass to get exclusive content. This is exclusively on the Bench Podcast Network's Patreon page. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the Startup Life. All right, Startup Nation. I hope you're enjoying all of this amazing, great, wonderful and whatever other superlative uh, you want to think of that of content that we've been bringing to you for International Podcast Day. Now, clearly we got one more episode and it's a big one, Startup Nation. It's a real big one. Here's a clip. So there are two sides to it and let me start with side one. So the Startup Launch Assistance Map is purely a sequencing
1: process. It says there's a lot to think about when you're a startup and it doesn't matter whether you're a tiny startup or a a much more ambitious one. Um, And you've got to kind of put it all together uh, in order to make it work. So we have two eight-step processes. The first eight-step process is validation of your startup And there are eight sub steps to that. The second phase, if you get through the validation phase, and a lot of startups don't, is then the execution stage.
0: That startup nation is my really good friend, John Warner, former deputy CEO of ExxonMobil, serial entrepreneur and angel investor. So look, we'll talk to you in a few hours, right? But in the meantime, go back, keep building that company because, you know, it's waiting for you. We'll see you in a few hours.